Hello again. This is Doug Hooley, your host of the Called Out Cafe podcast. This is episode number four in our series titled, Choose Your Jesus Wisely. The series where we're talking about the false gods that have infiltrated Christianity. Today's topic is how these gods are custom made to order. Charles H. Spurgeon wrote, Since he is the only God, the creator of heaven and earth, he cannot endure that any creature of his own hands or fiction of a creature's imagination should be thrust into his throne and be made to wear his crown. There are many things that we want to be true and are easy to believe about God, which line up with the truth, like God is love, He is just, He's provided a way to atone for our sin and for humans to live for eternity. But are we willing to believe in the complete and authentic God of the Bible? Can you believe in a God who is hard to comprehend, a God who became a man that could suffer a physical death and at the same time hold the universe together, a God that's responsible for everything that takes place in all dimensions of creation, that lives outside of space and time, a God who is the author of science but is no respecter of it. A God who can speak a word and, in a nanosecond, create worlds that appear to have been around for billions of years. Who can believe in a totally sovereign God? A God who elects, calls, and saves people by His grace, based on His wisdom and desire alone, declaring them to be holy and righteous even while they're still sinners. A God who could do works through me that I may be completely unaware of. A God who accomplished His will through the characters in the Bible, not because of their faith or their character qualities and abilities, but despite their sin and character flaws. A God that leaves nothing to chance, but who decided long ago the works that people have been appointed to accomplish. Can you believe in a God who uses what you view as evil for good when viewed from His eternal and all-knowing perspective? Can you believe in a God who may define what good is differently than you? Can you believe in a God that appoints you to follow His Son and then tells you that you'll be hated and rejected because of believing and following Him? Can you unapologetically believe in such a sovereign God? Or do you need to temper His absolute control with the belief that only people or Satan can possibly cause what we think of as evil? Or that individuals control their eternal fate by themselves, either accepting or rejecting Jesus? That it has nothing to do with God's election and everything to do with one's own reason? Or... How easy is it for you to believe in an omnipotent God that would allow you to suffer trials, persecution, and tribulations? A God that could heal or save anyone he wanted, but would still take your spouse or your young child from you? 
Can you believe in a God that demands to be more important to you than your family? Can you believe in a God that would take your eyesight and leave you in darkness for decades? What if God doesn't appoint one of your children to salvation? Can you believe in that God? Will you believe in a God who's allowed you to lose everything? A God that will allow you to die in physical poverty? Can you believe in a God that left the earth and said he would return quickly? And yet, here we are, 2,000 years later, and we haven't seen him yet. How about a God that does not need our advice? A God that loves it when I talk to him, but doesn't need my instruction or my advice in prayer. A God that saw and worked out every detail of history before anything was created and put his seal of approval on his plan. Holocaust, World Trade Center, and all. A God that does not need to be invited, conjured up, or moved through my emotion in worship to be present always. A God that will do anything you ask in the name of Jesus, but only so long as it lines up with His will, which has already been determined. A God that will not be outsmarted, used, or manipulated, or held accountable by anyone. A God that has not created a religious system, but has offered Himself as our Savior. A God that when He visited this earth, had nothing good to say about religion or its leaders. Can you believe in a God who doesn't think it's all about rule following, good works, or making disciples? Rather, a God that thinks it's all about knowing and understanding Jesus? A God that says that the work he has prescribed for us is to believe in the one he sent, his Son. How about a God who said his burden is light and his yoke is easy? A God that just might allow you to have time on your hands to learn and think about him rather than running yourself ragged for his sake. Can you believe in a God that would not entrust others' eternal salvation to you and your logic and your efforts, but will accomplish the work of an evangelist himself? Can you believe in a God that does not expect you to attend what you think of as church on Sunday morning? How about a God that thinks there are already enough capable people living in a foreign land without sending you there to help out? What if God really doesn't expect you to put something in the offering plate every time you get a paycheck? Could you believe in that God? Would that God ever be allowed in the doors of your church? Or would you allow the Christian Jedi Master mind trick called guilt to get the best of you? Is it even possible to believe in a God who may choose someone for salvation that's committed the worst act of evil that a human can commit? Are you willing to believe in a God that would not only forgive such a person, but die for such a person? Can you believe in a God who would treat that person as your equal in his kingdom? Can you believe in a God that loves people that smell bad or have bodies that are covered in tattoos and piercings that haven't even learned how to control their tongues 
and that you can't stand the thought of spending time around? Can you believe in a God that would have you treat those people as your brothers and sisters? How about this? Can you possibly believe in a God that disagrees with you about what you have thought about Him for years? I once had a Facebook friend who did not think much of the Nicolas Cage movie that was based on the late pastor and author Tim LaHaye's book, Left Behind. This friend's response to the release of the movie was passionate. This is what he wrote. So help me out here. If you don't follow Jesus and buy into this rapture, you'll be left to burn in eternal hell. Everyone is okay with children burning in eternal hell? Just checking. And all the hundreds of thousands of people who have their own spirituality are good, law-abiding people with beautiful families? They too burn in eternal hell? I'm just trying to understand what's coming. So, if all I've mentioned above is remotely true, then I'll take my chances. Because I don't want someone that is so judgmental to save me. Well, my friend's view on eschatology is not what is of interest here. But for the record, I don't think much of any of the late Tim LaHaye's books that pertain to the second coming of Jesus either. That's another matter. You can read about it in my book on Jesus' talk he gave to his disciples regarding his return called Watch. What is of interest is the honesty of my friend about why he rejects Jesus. Given the information that he had about Jesus at the time, it didn't match up to his own personal value system or what he considered to be fair, reasonable, or logical. As shocking and sad as it may sound to the well-churched person, he rejected Jesus in front of anyone who cared to read his post with his eyes wide open. As sad as the above situation may be, what's even sadder are Christians who say they accept the salvation of Jesus. Well, like my Facebook friend, they reject parts of him because those parts don't match up to their values or their logic. They're only willing to believe in a God who would base how to run the universe on their own finite wisdom, experience, and reason. These are people who don't believe in the God of the Bible, the God who works out everything in the end for good. This a la carte approach to who God is leads to major division within the modern church. These divisions have given birth to thousands of different denominations. Last I heard it was between 35 and 45,000 different denominations and rites. Well, here are some common beliefs found within Christianity in which people reject parts of God. First, I could never believe in a God who would send anyone to a literal hell. Those who would make that statement and believe that God would never send people to hell may be good candidates for the Unitarian Church, which believes hell is not a literal place, but a state of mind. Or the Episcopal Church, which thinks of hell as not a place, but an eternal death or non-existence. Well, what about this quote? I could never believe in a God who would predestine someone to be eternally damned. This one's similar to the last one, but it adds in the predestination aspect. Well, Roman Catholicism 
may be a good fit for this person. According to Catechism number 1037, quote, God predestines no one to go to hell. For this, a willful turning away from God, a mortal sin, is necessary and persistence in it until the end, unquote. Here's another one. I can't believe in a God that would be okay with me having cancer. This person, who believes that God is represented in the person of Jesus, who is only interested in healing, will want to avoid Calvinists, who believe God is sovereign and has never lost control of the universe. They believe in a God whose ways are not our ways, but is not passive in our lives and knows the numbers of the hairs on our head. The same God whose word promises trials and tribulations in your life. So the Calvinists would be ones that this person would want to avoid. Here's another one. I can't believe that Jesus would ever allow his bride, the church, to suffer at the hands of the Antichrist. That is just not the thing a loving God would ever do. This is a very common belief amongst those who hold to the pre-tribulation rapture idea. Well, the person who holds these beliefs will find a great deal of company within the Baptists and other evangelical churches today who believe Jesus will rapture the church prior to any end times tribulation that may occur, that will occur. No one wants to be inconvenienced by the Antichrist. Next, how about this quote? I can't believe in a God that would create me gay and then call it a sin. This person will find love and acceptance from many Christians, as they should. However, they'll also find acceptance of their beliefs that living a homosexual lifestyle is acceptable to God in several churches today. That would include the Presbyterian Church. Presbyterians have even made an amendment to their constitution to allow same-sex marriages to be performed within their church. I could go on for episodes about what Christians are not willing to believe about God. The purpose here is not to debate or squash each one of these personal criteria of acceptance for who God is as wrong as any of these aforementioned beliefs may be. The purpose is to point out the underlying issue, people's unwillingness to accept the authentic truth over what they want to believe based on their own values. They instead are willing to sit in judgment over the God of the Bible. God himself said that I am that I am. He said that in one place in uh, Exodus chapter 3 verse 14. From our third person perspective, that means that he is that which he is. There is no changing who he is. We can only accept who he is or reject who he is. We can either do the work of God he gave us to do and believe in the one who he sent or reject the one he sent in favor of what fits our own personal preferences better. If you treat the Bible as though it's an a la carte menu and you choose who you will permit God to be, you're just placing yourself in the place of the Creator. You're creating your own false God. Look, what if a man would say to his wife, I love you 
But if you're going to be my wife, you can't be from the family you grew up in. They make me feel bad. You need to figure out how to be 20 years younger than you are now because I prefer women with tighter skin. In fact, I'd like you to have plastic surgery to change your overall look. I also expect you to care more about my preferences. You need to stop cooking the food that you like in favor of those that I like. Also, I can't wrap my head around this whole heterosexual monogamy thing you believe in. That's gotta go. Oh yeah, I've also really never liked your name. Let's think about changing it. Well, (laughs) how disgusting does that sound? How absurd it is to think that anyone would or could change the very core of who they are for someone else. Expecting such a thing of another would represent the ultimate self-centeredness. How much more absurd is it to think that a creature could attempt to define their creator in such a way? God is who he is. Take him or leave him. Those that choose to not believe or accept part or all of who he is choose to reject him. If they replace him with a customized God that's more to their liking, the one thing that anyone can look forward to is the day that they die, they won't die alone. That's because when they die, the God that they've created in their imagination will die with them. Sobering thought. The thought of customizing gods according to one's personal preferences and self-centered nature is not a new thought or idea. 4th century Bishop Athanasius of Alexandria wrote that prior to Jesus coming the first time, false gods were so pervasive in the pagan world, it was as though everyone had their own god. Listen to what he wrote. The objects of worship formerly were varied and countless. Each place had its own idol, and the so-called god of one place could not pass over to another in order to persuade the people there to worship him but was barely reverenced even by his own. Indeed, no. Nobody worshipped his neighbor's God, but every man had his own idol and thought that it was Lord of all. Everyone had their own God, and they all thought it was the Lord of all. What do you want to believe? What do you want to not believe? Pick your divine attributes, call it God, and... Welcome to 21st century postmodern polytheism. When Jesus returns to this earth, will he find authentic belief in himself? Belief in all of him? Or will he find people that have built a religion around the philosophy, Thanks for the salvation, Jesus, but we'll take it from here. If lack of faith or belief in Jesus prior to his return was not going to become a major problem across the planet, why would Jesus, after telling a parable about his return, end it by saying, quote, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man, Jesus, returns, will he find belief on the earth? You can find that in Luke chapter 18, verse 8. Jesus, the Messiah, is not a system or a standardized pattern of beliefs and practices that Christians are to adhere to. He is the divine expression of God, who was born and lived his life as a human being, 
to show who the Almighty God is to human beings in the best way that people can understand the Almighty God. It's through Jesus that God is saying to us, This is who I am. Know me. Understand me. Believe in me. Follow me. As I've said, and will continue to repeat, to know, understand, and believe in Jesus is the real work of the follower of Christ. Seek Jesus first, and everything else will follow according to His timing. The real God cannot be customized according to anyone's personal preferences. Every time He is, a new false image of God is born. Another newborn God who will join the many other false gods that people will call out to as Lord in the place of the one authentic Lord, Jesus. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 to 23, it says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practiced lawlessness. In summary, it's easy to believe in a God that lines up with who we think he should be according to our own personal reasoning. However, it's much more difficult to believe in the entire God of the Bible. Many people customize God by accepting what they consider to be good about him while rejecting what they don't like about him. By doing so, they create a customized false God or Lord of their own imagination. Unless they turn to belief in the one true God of the Bible, they will one day be rejected by Jesus. As long as there has been sin, people have believed in false gods. But what's behind the idolism epidemic within the church today? I'll talk about the answer to that question in the next episode. Until then, may God bless you and Maranatha. Thanks for joining me today. Until my next podcast, you can follow me on Facebook by going to the Doug Hooley Ministries page. I'm on Twitter at at Doug H. Ministries. And I'm on Instagram at Doug Hooley Ministries. Find out about what I'm working on and read some of my blogs at DougHooley.com. Or email me at Doug at DougHooley.com. That's Doug at D-O-U-G-H-O-O-L-E-Y dot com. I'd love to hear from you. This has been the Called Out Cafe. So long and God bless. Thank you.